Let's get right to today's daf. We're starting at the fourth line. Omi amar Rava hachi. Can it be that Rava says this is the psak halacha? Why? The amar Rava doesn't Rava say Rabbi Shimon kenasa kanis hayol ve'aver la bevali rab alimatzi. So Rabbi Shimon gives a kenas after Pesach. So even if we pass on like Rabbi Shimon that there's no iser Torah after Pesach. But he does say that it's usher as a kenas. So isn't that itself a problem? And for the Gemara, yes, it's true there's a kenas when it's intact, when the iser... Penalty, what? Yeah, penalty, penalty, yes. A punishment. It's like a punishment, right? But anyway, the point being is that's only for bein when it's a mixture after Pesach. So then it's not. Um, then he then then he wouldn't answer, and that's the idea. Okay. That's only when it's intact. It's when it's mixed. Lo, he does not have. A, he does not make the gzera. And as the rav tamei, this is rav l'shitaso to amar rava kiavinim be rav nachman. When I was by rav nachman, kavin nafki shivi yomi the pischa. As soon as pesach was over, amar lan he told us, poku go out, uzvinu chamira devnechela and buy bread from the gentiles. So it was a known thing that they would buy. From Goyim, the bread that they baked on, Pe- on Pesach, and right after Pesach, even though it was baked bread on Pesach, it's no problem at all. And that's the story. Um, no, I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I have a nafki shiva yomi de pischa. No idea. I don't know. It's a good question. Um, see if anybody talks about it. I don't know. I didn't see any. I don't see anybody talking about that question. Um, but anyway, maybe. Uh, okay. Anyway, that's the story. You can go buy it from the goyim, and it's not a problem. Basically, he says that in general, chametz of a gentile that shavuot of a pesach is mutter anyway even to eat, because there's no kinas, again, there's no purpose of kinasing a Gentile's chametz, because the whole reason for the kinas is because it was a Jew's chametz, but this is a Gentile, owned by a Gentile, so there's no reason for the kinas in the first place. And even though it was chametz over Pesach, which obviously has an isra to me if I would eat it, but nevertheless, the kinas doesn't make sense. Now, Amirav brings us to, again, like I said, today's daf is very practical halachos. Kederos Pesach. If you have pots on Pesach, Yishbiru, there's nothing you could do if chametz got stuck in a pot, and basically those were earthenware pots. You're you're you got to break the pot. That pot is usher. Okay, nothing more to do. So the Gemara says, what's the problem? Why should that be usher? Why should you have to break the pot? That's an expensive mistake. Leshinu achar Pesach. Wait till after Pesach. And then you... What would you destroy it? No, because it's chametz in there. It was used for, with chametz. No, but the point is, it, remember, chametz 
after Pesach is also prohibited. If it's chametz that you had over Pesach, so then it then it remains prohibited even after Pesach. That's if you sell this is not sold. This is where you, your Pesach. This is your Pesach thing that you by mistake um, used you your used your chametz dik matzah balls mix. That's uh, that uh, <laughs> to cook them in. Okay. okay. Again, and the pots over there, there is not a Hagala option. We'll, we'll get to that. If it's metal, it's always Yitzis. This is talking about where it's earthenware, where it, it gets absorbed in and you're stuck. Okay? So the question is, why would Rav say to break it? Just wait, leave it to be after Pesach. And then you can cook it with Shalobaminan. Use it for anything but whatever was used in it, and then it's good, because it's min bishen omino, and it's batel. So that's the question. So the answer is, that's not good enough, because if I, I can't keep a pot around, that it's very limited what I can do with it, because if I let you use such a pot with enomino, because that's fine, you may, you may just use whatever, you may cook with it, whatever, even something that's min bimino, which would be prohibited. That's Shitas Rav. Ushmol Amar Lo Yishbru, do not break it. Okay, you do not have to break the pots. Avol Mashi Lo Hol wait till after Pesach. V'avod Behu Bein Bimino Bein Shelo Bimino, and you use it whether Bein Bimino, Bein Sheino Bimino, it's all fine. Why is Shmuel say that's okay? V'az Shmuel Tamei Damer Shmuel Lahanu Demizabni Kandi, the people who would. Sell. Okay, this is a classic case of uh, rabbis looking to take care of uh, the people. Okay, so there are people who are selling pots. Everyone used to buy new pots after Pesach. Um, okay, so he told them, Ashvuzvini, make your price equal, no price gouging. Okay? On these pots. And if you say that I'm not going to do that, we like uh, overcharging. So then, Tarshina Lechu, Kirub Shimon, I'm going to pass on the Kirub Shimon that it's mutter after Pesach, there's no need to buy a new pot. Okay? So keep your prices low, otherwise, I'm going to pass in that there's no need for new pots and your business is going to go to pot. Okay? Literally. literally. Okay. All right. Or whatever. Anyway. Felidrish Lechu. Um, the hush, well, why does so? What, why was Shmuel threatening to do that? He shouldn't threaten. This is Shmuel's shita. For Lidrish Luda, Shmuel Kerib Shimon's fearly. He actually holds like Rib Shimon. So my answer is Asrei the Rav Hava. It was in Rav's jurisdiction where Rav lived, and as a cover to Rav, he didn't want to pass in against Rav, who says that it is Asrei after Pesach. But he told them, um, he gave them a threat. He says, if you don't allow it, then um, this is what's going to happen. I want to share with you, my Chavrusa told me an interesting story. Okay, we don't, we're not familiar with this, but apparently the, uh, there was a price gouging in the strimal industry in, uh, uh, amongst the Gerich Hasidim. They were charging a, a lot of money for the strimal. And he called, and, he, and, and the Leif Simcha was the Hasid. Yeah, you know those big hats, the yeah, fur? They were very expensive. Anyway. They are. So he, but they were like overcharging. So he called them in and he said, if you don't lower your prices, then I'm going to start wearing a cap. 
<laughs> and that's it. A kapalish, you know, like regular hat. And the, the, the strimal business is going to go to be gone. Okay? When the Rebbe stops wearing a strimal, then nobody wears a strimal. Okay? So, um, um, that, that worked. Okay? It lowered the price. So it's a very similar principle. That's what he did. You know, like he knows. Uh, of, course the, of course, the hat price would I have no idea because I never got one as a present or bought one either. But I do know that uh, that my great grandfather's family was wealthy because they were in the strimal business in Europe. Yet, okay, that was like a wealthy family who were in the strimal business. Anyway, it's real fur, whatever it is. It's from fox tails, beaver, beaver, whatever. I don't know what they use. Anyway, that's the story. Okay, now you know. Ha, okay, so let's continue. There was an oven. Okay, an oven. This is really not even a Pesach Dikshayla, but it's a, it's a Kashvit Shaila, very interesting. There was an oven. That uh, in order to make the, uh, the flavor of the, of the bread delicious, they used some fat and lined the walls with the fat to give it an extra meaty flavor. It's delicious. Okay? He said the bread that's baked in such an oven is also to eat even with salt. Even though you're not eating it with dairy, you can't eat the bread whatsoever. It's called fleshic bread. It's actually halacha that you're not allowed to have a bread that's meat. Okay? Why? Forever. No. Dilma, why? Because bread is bread, and people expect bread to be parav, and that's the problem. That's why there's like, a, you know, um, you can't find a heksher on certain uh, hot dog buns that uh, use dairy ingredients, because it's expected that you can eat it with hot dogs, and that's why it's, it's, it's the same. Both meaty, meaty bread or dairy bread is prohibited. Okay, it has to be baked parav. It's a requirement. <clears throat> and there were, I will point out that there are certain breads that are known to be English muffin is a big shiloh, but I'm saying the English muffins is known to be a, the ingredients. It's a different shape that's known to be dairy or croissants. It's known to be dairy, so that's where they they make an exception, but because uh, it's a usual shape. But in general, you're not allowed to have meat bread or dairy bread. No. Now it sounds like, by the way, that this oven is, is forbidden. You're not allowed to bake bread in this oven ever. There's nothing you could do to fix up the oven. So, problem is, is that we have a question. You're not allowed to, um, I'm sorry, you're not allowed to knead the dough with milk. Okay, you can't put some milk in your dough. Okay? And if you did, the entire bread is prohibited. No milk in your in our dough. Okay, because it can lead to avera. Unwittingly, you'll eat it with your you know with your bread, with your meat, and you can be over the isra of eating basar Okay, you follow the question. That's the halach. Now, kiyotzebos similarly, tashin es You can't. You know, um, like put fat of a uh, you know lamb fat on the on the uh, oven walls um, to make it a non-stick oven. Okay, if you did, all the breads aser until you proof the oven, meaning heat it up, cook it, 
out and burn out the fat. That's what you have to do. Okay? But once you burn out the oven, then it's perfectly fine. Fred the Gemara, it is allowed. So Rava Bariloi sounds like that it remains prohibited forever. Here it's saying that after you burn out the oven, it's perfectly fine because it burns out the fats. So which is it? Which is it? That's the question. The ovens weren't that the ones we know nowadays. Okay, so let's get it straight. So what's the, again, but is, which is it? If you cook, in, if you burn out the oven, does that make it permitted or not? That's the question. Rava Bari Loi, but Rava Bari Loi says it's not allowed. We're showing a short source that it is allowed. What's the difference? That's the question. It's like the Okay, so we'll get there. So Amar le Ravina le Ravashi, v'chimi achar ditois of Rava Bari Loi, and my kama Rav, k'deir is So I don't understand if Rav Barilo is wrong, that means that there is a way. This is exactly what you're asking. The Gemara is saying Rav Barilo is rejected because you could burn it out. So then why are the pots prohibited from the chametz that's inside? You could burn out the pots. That's exactly the question. If it works here, why does it work there? What's the difference? The reason why it's like, ah, oh, the reason why the, pot, the oven is okay is because it was a metal oven. A metal oven, you can burn out and it's fine. It'll get it out. But the, the pot that's not okay is made out of earthenware. So that's the answer. So see, you could write this. See that? It's good. <laughs> Unless you remember from last time. It was only no, seven no, and a half years ago. <laughs> but if you go to Israel and see the... I mean, you, the ovens were you know, like the Arab who the pita Right. And you're burning it from the outside. The heat is source is on the outside. That heat source on the outside is never strong enough to burn out the inside. That's why it's not going to work. As opposed to, in an oven, the inside is where the fat is. The fire is, where the, is in the same inside. So it's able to burn out the fat. Different answer. Okay? Now, So what's the problem? We'll take the pot and we'll heat it up on the inside. Okay, we're going to put coals inside the pot. No, put it on the inside, right? Put the hot coals inside the pot. So Gemara says that's not going to work. If you try doing that, the heat you heat it up from the inside, the pot won't be able to withstand that pressure. It's going to crack. Yeah, so that's why. You won't do it well. And if you, even if you do it, you're going to like do it lightly, gently. You're not going to let it get all the way hot. You say, oh, good enough, you know. No good. Hilkach. Therefore, because this is the way it works. Hi, Buchia. This Buchia, okay, which is, let me just, which is a utensil that's made out of roof tiles, basically. Okay, and it gets really hot on one side. And then you, you know, put down the pit on the other side. It's like heated tiles. 
or that uh, heated from the outside and it's permitted. But if you do fill it up with coals on the other side, so then that would work. In other words, there are certain things that can withstand the heat on both, uh, both sides, like uh, those tiles that they baked, uh, baked uh, you can bake it on these flat tiles, and that would be okay. Brings us to the next thing. These knives on Pesach, what is the solution? You want to have the knife that you used to be able to be used on Pesach. How do you kasher the knife? Okay, very basic question. I told you, practical halachos today's daf. I don't want to take any chances. I take a new, a new knife. Okay, I have my Pesach dick set. Okay. Yeah, you're a rich man, of course. The Rosh Hashiva. Okay, in those days, the Rosh Hashiva actually was a rich man. Okay, uh, that's not true anymore. In case you're wondering, you have that. You can afford it. What about the person who doesn't have the means to buy new knives for Pesach? You think I meant to buy new knives? It means I make it like new. What do I do? So a knife in those days, okay, like a typical knife, had a wood handle and a metal blade. Okay? So what do you do? I would wrap the, the handle in mud to protect it from the fire. And then I'd burn off the metal part of the knife, the iron. Okay? The hadar, and then after I finish that, my alana, my alna, the katayu and then I just put the handle in boiling water, and that's all. That's what it means. I basically make it a new knife. I'm, I basically burn out the, anything that was in the knife, and I protect the handle by, well, during that part, because the handle is not what's actually cut, touching the food anyway. And then on the, on the handle, I just use hot water, boiling hot water. The Hilchasa and the Halacha does not require that. The law requires all you need is boiling water and it doesn't matter. Over Klirishon, it has to be a Klirishon that's on the fire. HKA, as we give a plug for HKA, every, you know, before Pesach, they get together and they'll provide you a big pot boiling water on, you know, on top of the fire, and then they table it, you know, they, they do Hagala, and that's basically what's the requirement, and that's the bottom line. Ama Ravuna bereid Rav Yeshua. So Ravuna says, Ravuna, the son of Rav Yeshua, says, Eitz Poror. This is wood, okay? Um, okay, so Eitz Poror, which is the like a wooden spoon, basically, okay? So uh, a wooden ladle, magila beroschin over klirishon. You could just do agala with wood. Uh, all it needs is boiling water. It has to be a klirishon. You can't take it in a klisheni, but if it's a klirishon, you dip it in and it's fine. Why? Why is that good to get rid of the chametz? Because he holds, and this is one of the biggest principles in kashras, maybe wow. the biggest. Kibolo kachpolto. As it absorbs, that's how it. We'll spit it out. And that's the concept. So therefore, whatever chametz got absorbed in there, when you put it in the pot, it will spit it back out, and then it's basically been cleansed. And that's the concept. But not wood. 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 Yes, wood. 
Yes, wood. Yeah, wood. Mm-hmm. kach potel. There you go. Now, they raised the question from a member. Hani mani dukunya? This, we want to know, there was these special utensils that were, okay, I, I mean, I can't imagine anybody using these nowadays, but basically it was made out of earthenware, but it was coated with lead, okay? A lead-coated um, utensils, okay? Can we use it on Pesach? Yeruka, if it's the green kind. That's for sure not allowed, because the earth that's used, if it's green, is uh, alum, which is super absorbing, okay? Devade um, asiri, that's going to be for sure not allowed. We're talking about the brown and the white um, material, so that's what the earthenware is. And vehechad ispikartufni, if it has cracks in it, in the, in the lead, meaning it's not a perfectly smooth around it, that's also not a question. Devade asiri, that's also for sure. It's smooth. So there's a smooth layer of uh, lead around the, this earthenware uh, pot or, or utensil, cup, whatever it is. So my, so so he told him, If you look at the pot, at, this, at these cups, you'll notice that they sweat. If there's a drink on the inside, it sweats to the outside, even through the, through the metal. Alma Bali, so you see it absorbs, Vasir and therefore it's prohibited. And once it's able to get in, once it's in the walls, it ain't coming out of the walls. And that's the story. How come when it comes to wine of Yain Nesach, any color, it doesn't bother us? You held Yain Nesach, the barrel. And it's not a problem. What's the difference? That's the Shaila. Maybe that's only rabbinic in nature. Chametz, the Arais and Chametz from the Torah. That's not true. Called the Talkin Rabbanon, came the Arais and The rabbis always followed the Torah law. So it should be the same prohibited. So the reason why is that Tashmish Olide Chamin, Tashmish Olide Tzonin. The difference is how is it used? The container. Um, for wine is used cold only. Nobody, rarely are you going to heat up the wine. You want it to stay cool. And therefore, it's not as absorbing as, as, as when it's chametz, when it's used for hot. And that's the difference. Now, Amar Rava Bar Abba, Amar Vchia Bar Ashi Amar Shmuel, Kala Kelim Shenishtam Shuba En Chametz Bitsoining, any keli that was used only for cold when it was used for chametz, mishtamish ben matzah. You can use it for matzah as well because it doesn't really absorb. If it's only used, if it's meant strictly for cold, it's, you clean it and it's nothing on this, nothing really gets absorbed in if it's not used for hot at all. Chutz mi The only thing that's an exception is the container that they use for yeast. And the reason why is hol shokimutsu kasha, since the yeast has a certain... Uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's a very astringent type of thing. It's very sharp, and therefore it, it will absorb, even without heat. Now, Amr of Ashi, Ubeis Karoses, which is used with vinegar, Kebeis or it's also the same thing. Shechimutsu Kasha, because it also has a very strong, uh, and a, a very strong smell, or whatever it is. It's a strong thing. It's caustic. 
and it gets absorbed in. agni These, um, okay, so these bowls of mechuza, okay, they're arevos, they're troughs basically. They're always used. They, use, they basically use it to knead the dough all the time. Um, b'chamira, and they leave the dough there to rise. So that's what they use these big troughs for. It was basically a, a place where they allowed the dough to rise. It's the same as a base or that holds the, you know, the mother dough, and therefore it absorbs. Pshita, so of course, that's obvious. Since it's very large, it gets air all around, and maybe it doesn't get absorbed so much. It's not like an enclosed little place like you keep the sourdough in. So, Kamash Malan, that it's still prohibited. And that's the bottom line with that. I just want to do the Mishnah. We'll stop after the Mishnah. When a Gentile lends money to the Jew, and the chametz of the Jew is the collateral for the loan, and, he, and the Gentile is holding on to the collateral, after Pesach, that those chametz after Pesach is mutabano because it's as if it's in the Gentile's uh, property, it belongs to the Gentile. It's considered that it belongs to the Gentile. Yeah, it's like it's his. It is his because he doesn't need to collect it because it's already in his domain, and that's the and that's the pshat. But Yisrael, the other reverse scenario, be Yisrael she elves nakri al chemzo after Pesach. And the reverse scenario where the Jew is lending the money to the guy on the chametz that is belonging to the guy is the collateral. So after Pesach, after Pesach, because since it's in the Jew's possession, and if the Gentile doesn't pay back, it's already by him. So it's like the chametz that was owned by the Jew over Pesach, and therefore it's prohibited. We'll stop over here to be continued tomorrow. A pleasure learning with everybody.